Talk It Out podcast is brought to you by TIOPodcast.com, where 90s aesthetic meets political agenda. Find blogs written by KT, Gabby, and Joy, merch, and more episodes like this one. Of course, listeners like you are what makes this podcast so great, so if you want to continue to support us, please donate on paypal.me slash talk it out. Now for your show, Talk It Out Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. And KT. We're going to be talking about a couple things today. We're going to be discussing um, the Bruno Mars fiasco with our girl, Seren. We're going to be talking about us getting cussed out by Kimfolk Collective the other week. And we also have a very uh, special guest coming all the way from Memphis. Uh, from Hope, Homeless Organizing for Power and Equality. Miss Tamara Hendrick is going to come to us and talk to us a little bit about some of the issues facing the homeless people in Memphis and all over America. And um, you're going to learn a lot. Hit us up on our social media, Facebook and Instagram at Talk It Out Podcast. Twitter at Talk It Out underscore pod. We got a website, TIOPodcast.com. You can go to that slash episodes and listen to episodes as well as SoundCloud.com slash Talk It Out. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, we're all there. Talk It Out Podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family. Let's get these conversations started. So, the first thing we want to talk about is, so our girl, Seren, who, shameless plug, we happen to do an episode with called hashtag yes all white people about a month ago yeah 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 it's a good episode there was a video released she was on the grapevine a show which she's always on and they talked about is bruno mars a cultural appropriator and this video sent a lot of waves it got a lot of people upset way more than what i expected i figured it'd just be like a little this and a little that People were really in their bag about this video. And so since then, she's been blocked from Twitter or her account has been deactivated or whatever from Twitter. And uh, she's been getting a lot of hate. So, uh, Casey, what did you think about it when you when you saw all the the criticisms of it and all the discussion around it on Twitter? Were you surprised or or what? So I myself actually watched the two-part video from The Grapevine. Um, it was a good video. It was really productive. It reminded me a lot of talking out how we have a lot of different viewpoints and a lot of different things that come into play with the conversation that we have. Um, but I also thought that Seren made really, really, really valid points. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that she said was absolutely true. Like, there wasn't a single thing that Seren said that was not true to everything about Bruno Mars. You know, she talked about how he was um, basically a cultural appropriator, not only in music-wise, but because he's so racially ambiguous that he can play into these factors in the Grammys and all of this you know all of those type of things and mm-hmm. i think that what she said was 100% real and true and she said all of this previously on the episode as for twitter i'm not surprised honestly if i i mean if you go back people always praise Eminem people praise Justin Timberlake people praise Justin Bieber Miley Cyrus you're always going to have those people who are like oh just let them do their thing if they're appreciating the culture then blah 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 but i feel like for myself there's a difference between appreciating black culture and then culturally appropriating it whether it 
whether it's black culture or not, it doesn't matter. There's a difference between appreciating something and culturally appropriating it. And I, this is we we've talked about Bruno Mars. We talked about him on that episode, and we talked about him on the episode uh, throwback episode. What was it? Don't stop inviting basics to the cookout. Like we've already talked about him, and we've already talked about the white folks. So don't say we don't talk about the white folks because we always do that. Yeah, just, For, just as a shout out, like, stop saying that Talk It Out Podcast or quote unquote, where were you guys at when such and such and such? Because Talk It Out Podcast has literally sat here. We have sat here time and time again talking about people who are trash and then you guys come back and defend them. So, like, what do you want us to do? And um, for the last time, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Bruno Mars all the way in depth. The problem is not that he is doing R&B music. It's not even the problem. I already said I, I, I love me some James Blake. I like me some Emily King. There's some white folks that are making some good music and are very, very influenced by R&B and soul music. The difference is they're not perming their hair. The difference is they're not putting on stereotypically black clothes. The difference is they're they're not making karaoke music of, of, of music that's already been made and they just, you know, putting their voice on it. It's creative. It's got their own it's got creativity in it. It's got their own spin. It's unique. And it's their own. It's not like when I see Bruno like I said, literally, karaoke singer. Like I look at him, he's fun and cool. But it's like, what is he creatively putting into it? Like, I don't see Bruno Mars like, yes, let's do this. It's more like he he gets some tapes and he's like, okay, let's make a song that sounds like this, and then he right. does it. That's kind of what that's kind of what the whole deal is about. So, Gabby, I got a question. A lot of people are saying that you know, if if he's not allowed to make this type of music. What is he supposed to do? I mean, even if he does continue to make this music, let's say he does continue to make this and he doesn't, you know, hop out of the out of the train like Miley Cyrus did or hop out like Justin Timberlake is trying to, quote unquote, find his roots now and and things like that. Let's say he doesn't do all of that. What is he supposed to do to continue to to better uh, help other black or to help black artists, period? Well. You know, they, they say he shouts out those, the people of the past, and he acknowledges that this is black music. That is half of the game. Like, that is great that he does that. You know, it's kind of giving folks prop cookies for stuff they should be doing. I don't need you over here dressing like somebody, Uncle Grandpa, um, at a cookout and with some big change like th- that's not you you're putting this on because you think this is how black people dress and you're you're trying to tap into you're pretty much capitalizing off of black music to appeal to a white audience like it's like sometimes we get to a point with celebrity culture like we start like praise, praising these folks like sanctifying them to a point where anybody says any type of criticism it's, it's on and popping. Like, we're not even, we don't allow certain things to be thought about critically. I feel like if he was white, I mean, if he was white, let me just say this. Like, we have Sam Smith. We have Adele. We have all of these white artists that are already doing this. No, no, and- no. Here's the difference, though. Adele and them 
Adele ain't putting on no, ain't perming her hair, trying to get no afro and in, in uh, no, at the in the project like, singing uh, and stuff like that. But I'm saying she's not no. doing that. But people are quick to call her out and say you're you're making money off of this. Um, sound like a black person and you really not that good and if a black person tried to do what you were doing they wouldn't be that famous we can say that sam smith ain't over here you know with the gucci shades and you know with the the you know trying to be hip with all the black folks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and people quick to call him out and say this is cultural appropriation not even cultural appropriation but you're not that good and if a black person tried to do it they wouldn't get as famous as you Right, I mean, yeah, of course. Right, but Bruno Mars is literally parading around with the blacks, wearing stereotypically black uh, garb. You know, trying to put on a whole swagger that he hip and cool with down with the black folks, and not a word is to be spoken at all. He is supposed to be praised and revered for um, bringing back hip R and B, and you know he's the savior of black people. So would you consider what Bruno Mars is doing, like, maybe a type of blackface? You know, you say he's parading around in, in stereotypically black clothing. Do, would you say that this is, like, blackface, maybe? I think that's extreme, because when people think of that, they think of extreme stuff. But I will say yeah. this. If we were in the nineteen early 1900s, it would be blackface. I mean, that's literally that's literally what they did. They they dressed up like stereotypically black people, and they paraded around. Granted, I don't think he's necessarily trying to make a mockery, but he's just trying to be like the cool hip black person. But I mean, I can yeah, see you definitely say, like, where it trying comes to make from. a mockery. I think a lot of people. I think, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think that a lot of people. Whenever they think of cultural appropriation, they think it needs to be, like, a negative demeanor on it. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Just like Beyonce was out there uh, wearing uh, stereotypically Indian clothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she was in that Coldplay video, that was cultural appropriation. Regardless if you guys want to, you know, band together the beehive and all that stuff, that was still cultural appropriation. And your fave is still problematic. At the end of the day, we can still talk about this and we can still have these conversations and we can still like their music i mean i feel like at the same time while you are liking their music while you like black panther while you like these type of shows and these type of musicians you can still have constructive conversations about them uh with that being said let's go ahead and go on to our next topic Thank you guys for joining us again here at Talking Out Podcast. And Gabby, go ahead. What is our next topic we're going to talk about? <sighs> My heart was broke, y'all. My heart got broke last week. Why, you ask? What One of my faves cussed me out on Facebook. <laughs> what? What happened, Gabby? What happened? Tell us the story. Because you know I got screenshots. I'll be happy to read them. Tell us the story. Ken Folk Collective cussed me out on Facebook. Me, little old lowly Gabby. Yes, she cussed me out. This is what happened. <sighs> there was a post on her page about um, what's the girl? Amanda, Amanda. You know that girl from um, 
Hunger Games, who said she was going to uh, be Amanda in... Amanda Steinberg. Yeah, she was going to be in Black Panther, but she didn't get in Black Panther because she wanted the dark-skinned girls to get in. Anyways, previously, KT and I had been talking about that, and KT was like, that just don't rub me the right way, the way she was, like, inserting herself to try to make herself, you know make it about her and at first i was like girl no i think it's good what she did you know we were kind of going back and forth and so kinfolk posted something about it and it was pretty much agreeing with what kt said now kt and i do this all the time and when we're trying to find topics for the show we're just discussing things among each other we tag each other in posts we tag each other in kinfolk collective posts I tagged KT on a Kinfolk Collective post. KT posted something on there. In all caps saying, I knew this didn't sound right, this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) (laughs) I guess AJ's the one that saw it. AJ saw it and uh, I guess she was like trying to see, oh, okay, this girl agree with me. Clicks on KT profile, see that it's a white woman, come back on there and said, Did you just tag a white bitch to this page? And on a discussion about colorism. I know you didn't just tag a white bitch to this page on a discussion of colorism if she ain't trying to recreate. AJ. Right. And I pretty much said, um, I was just tagging my friend in this because we were talking about this. Um, I didn't tell her about the podcast and I like that because that would have um exposed our identities. And then what did she say, Katie? I actually don't give a fuck if y'all were about or if y'all were talking about it on the moon. Don't you ever fucking tag white people here. And then you I You done s- lost your entire fucking noodle. Yeah, the other one came up and then fuck said that. that white bitch, her opinion, and you for tagging her. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> a public like, post is that? that? A public like, post. A public post. It could have been something like, I, somebody had shared it on my page and I read it and I was like, oh, this is good for uh, somebody to read and tag a minute. And then she just come attacking folks. And I'm, you know, I'm like, you don't even know my life. You don't know if I was tagging KT in that so she can show my mama. You don't know if I was tagging KT in that so she can put it in a PowerPoint for some, to, to educate some white folks. You don't know my life, woman. And then to cuss me out and call me a beat after all this shouting out and plugging I do for y'all every single week. I was done. I deleted the, the comments and everything so y'all can't find who I am. <laughs> and then I unlike <laughs> that page because I'm like, hold on. First of all, this is supposed to be like brotherhood, sisterhood, black folks, good, all that. I can understand it's your Facebook page. You have the right to say, I don't want white folks on commenting on my stuff. That is fine. But there's a way that you say stuff. You don't just come out the bed cussing at folks and calling folks out their name. All you had to say was, hey, I know. You, why did you tag that white girl up in here? I know you didn't tag no white girl. Uh, we don't allow white people on here. Something like that. You didn't have to cuss but nobody out. Thing. 
Here's the thing, what I didn't understand about it is that there are no rules and it's a public page. Most pages have rules attached to them that say, hey, you know, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do this. Even in my stupid Sims groups that I'm in, says the same thing. It has these specific rules that you're not allowed to do specific things and the moderator of it says, hey, you did X, Y, and Z, you're not allowed to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if this, but even even those pages are private pages. They're not public pages. Right. So with her page being public, not only does that open up for random, racist, terrible, non-ally white people to comment on it, it uh, also opens up for anyone, whether you're following the page or not, to be able to tag anybody they want to in that page. So I don't understand like why it was such a big deal other than, I mean, like you said, it's okay to say, hey, we don't want white people in this space. White people don't don't belong in this space but there was no absolutely no reason for you to be cussed out for that specific reason exactly and it's not like i was just like girl i ain't doing nothing this about i can do whatever i want facebook i was just like um i was tagging my friend in here because we were talking about girl every i'm like that's how i know wait how you how you about sisterhood and how you about supporting the uplifting black folks you can't even talk to black folks right like I didn't so even I do nothing. Question. I didn't even come wrong. I didn't come left at you. I didn't come out the bag at you, and yet you all all up in my face and like this and that and the other. So you said that after this happened, you were looking it up, and there were uh, like think pieces, or there was some kind of conversation that was going on where someone was saying that Kimfolk Collective was a cult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Is man. That true? I I ain't finna get into all that, but I just, it just, it's a lot of people. I'm just going to say that a lot of folks who have experienced the raft of her and, and them, because it's more than one person, it's about three folks over there. And I just think sometimes they just be going to ham for no reason, especially if it's a differing of opinion. Like if you just disagree with something, not even disrespectfully. But if you disagree with something and it's not exactly what they say, they're going to go off on the bag of you and everybody in that community is going to go on you and check you and, and call you this and call you that and call, talk about your mama. Like, I don't know. And and then we're going to do this. Kimfo, if anybody knows Kimfo Collective, I blocked her on all my stuff. But if anybody knows her and can get me in contact with her, we would love to have her on the show and, and talk a little bit about... Um, where I went wrong because apparently I'm the wrong one and uh just get on her and talk so we can maybe make amends because I ain't gonna lie my feelings got hurt because I'm a sensitive woman I cry at everything I didn't cry about this but I'm sensitive and so this really hurt my feelings they're one of the few black spaces that is a, is a critical of black neoliberals like they critical of Obama right. and they don't mind critiquing Oprah and they they don't they ain't about all that classism stuff and they all about the ghetto black girls and I'm like okay that is amazing but how do you put that into practice you can't even talk to you can't even talk to somebody right so get they I just think that needs to be more reviewed in the way they do things but it's not my page I'm not their mama everybody's grown do your own thing but that's just our story of what happened what do you think about it uh hit us up uh on twitter at talk it out underscore pod hashtag talk it out pod let us know what you think about the kim folk deal am i just too sensitive maybe i am too sensitive i might be too sensitive y'all y'all already said i was i was sensitive so 
Maybe that's the problem. I Maybe I was in the wrong. Let me know what you think. Uh, hit us up there and we will talk about it. All right. Now on to our interview with the lovely Tamara Hendricks from Hope. And we have a very special guest coming all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. Miss Tamara Hendricks from uh, the Mid-South Peace Justice Center. Miss um, Tamara, can you please tell everybody a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the work you're doing here in Memphis? Okay. Um, uh, my name is Tamara Hendricks, and I'm the organizing coordinator of a group called HOPE. It's Homeless Organizing for Power and Equality. We are um, under the umbrella of the Mid-South Peace and Justice Center, mm-hmm. which is a 36-year-old uh, civil rights advocacy uh, support supportive system uh, that's been around um, since the Martin Luther King days. And um, it goes under the guiding principles of Dr. Martin Luther King and um, guiding principles of Gandhi of nonviolence. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been with them for about, let's say, three or four years. I started with them as an AmeriCorps VISTA. And um, like I said, my program area area is homelessness and I uh, run a supportive group called HOPE. Can you tell us a little bit about HOPE? What is HOPE about? Okay. Uh, HOPE is made of, of those that are formerly or currently homeless, those living on the streets or living in shelters. Um, we started around the Occupied Memphis movement uh, with just uh, a bunch of concerned citizens downtown um, just wondering about different issues and, and talking about different issues. And we noticed that there were some homeless people hanging out in the camps and they wanted to join the conversation. So we decided to form a group then and we formed the Hope Group then. It's been about uh, almost six years ago since the Hope Group has formed. Um, and like I said, it began with uh, just a conversation. What, what are some of the biggest issues you would say that face um, people that are homeless uh, in Memphis? Uh, The biggest issues that we face, uh, that homeless people face in Memphis is that there are no free shelters. Mm. And uh, as as most people would think that there probably is a free shelter just for everyone to go to, but there isn't, Mm. Um, especially for single men, uh, for single women, Mm. and uh, women with families. Um, There are no free shelters. There's no city-run free shelters in Memphis. Um, they are all faith-based. So if you are, uh, sometimes if you're LGBT in the LGBT community, you sometimes you're shunned, so you might not even have a place to go right. as well. There's, there's no LGBT community um, uh, just run uh, shelters either. So, and, um, and sometimes that often leads you, you know, because there are fees that you lead you to panhandling, and as you know, they're cracking down on panhandling in Memphis. So, right, most of the time, it's a jail sentence. <laughs> that that is that is insane. I never even yeah. knew that. I didn't know. You know, you just kind of assume that there's got to be some place that people can go that is mm-hmm. accessible and free. But mm-hmm. the and fact, that, yeah, the fact that we don't have that in Memphis, where you know people are already struggling, is it's just terrible. Like, that yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense as to why there no. wouldn't be 
No, it doesn't. <laughs> Do you know why there's none? Is it just like there's not a a push to make any or something? Or funds or we have yeah. We, what what the city will say is they'll say there's not enough funds for homelessness. I mean, there is a certain amount of money allocated towards homeless services, and I I mean most of the services um, that are te- the money is taken up from it, it is goes directly to those who who serve the homeless, mm-hmm. but there should be some set aside for housing as well. We think that there should be like a separate budget. Right now there's zero dollars going direct to direct homeless funding. That means putting people in housing and putting right, people right. straight out the streets. And, and that's what we're hoping. That's what we're doing. One of our campaigns, we're trying to uh, force that issue on the city about having at least a city run. Because, you know, there's other cities that have city run um, shelters that are free. I mean, mm-hmm. why can't we have one as well, you know? Right. And it's th- that's kind of just how it works in politics. It's crazy because they're like they they attack or they go for, you know, the people that are panhandling. They're like, oh, get rid of that because it's making the city look bad. But they're not actually putting things in place that's going to actually help reduce homelessness. It's like right. you just you're just trying to get them out the way because you think they're dirtying up the city. But then you're just, you know, crowding them out in prisons and stuff and then when they get out, it's like where can they go? It's, so it just continues the cycle. There's not really any legitimate answers and people that are pushing for things to be done can you talk a little bit about um some of the contributing factors to the high rate of of homelessness in memphis um that you know of yeah it can be as simple as and there's not always drug use but there are a considerable amount of people that have drug use um but the, you just lose your job one day and not have a quick turnaround mm-hmm. or backup plan and and uh, you can be evicted from your apartment and, and, and that will leave you homeless. Especially because you would think with all the calls that we get of people that have been evicted, you would think there'd be a turnaround for people to just you know be able to get off the streets that night or that same night. But there are no, no practically hardly any emergency services for people that could become evicted and become homeless overnight. Wow. So it's just like your turnaround time could could be very substantial. Yeah, and, and that you know of how long you'll be homeless it really wow. depends on the situation. Yeah, so and uh, you can lose your job. You can you know sometimes it's a traumatic event. Right, right. You got people that have had traumatic events in their lives and they can't stay where they're staying right now. Abusiveness, domestic violence, all kinds of things can happen. Yeah, right. And even then, like we know, there's different stories. Everybody has a different story as to why they're homeless or why they got into a financial bind or something like that. But even then, there's still such a negative perception of homelessness, um, whether it's like they're bad people or they're just irresponsible and stuff like that. So are y'all doing any work to kind of um, shine a light and give voice to homeless people so that they can tell their stories and and pretty much just humanize the, the face of homelessness? Yes, ma'am. That's what kind of group we are. We we actually sit down with people that are homeless. They actually get to speak their minds at our meetings. They actually go down to City Hall with us when we go down and rally for homeless funding or we talk about a specific issue when we do certain actions, like we did an action a little while ago. Um, um, you probably heard of the woman who uh, froze to death in front of City Hall. Right. Um, we encourage our members to participate 
um, and, and, and things like that when we do actions because we want to humanize, like you said, um, these individuals. We don't want to make them people that are not memorable because they are memorable whether you're homeless or not, whether you have a mental illness or not, you're still a human being. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still trying to reflect back on the fact that there's there's no there's no place for homeless people to go. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the, the, that's crazy. The, like yeah, in that's Memphis. Sad with sad. Yeah. And yeah, then, the, then the 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 excuses that there are no funds. Well, we'll make funds. Y'all make funds. Like I, I don't want to say y'all make funds to to fix these roads because there's potholes everywhere. But like yeah. you make funds to to put sidewalks in and to to make this huge gigantic um, Bass Pro Shop. Okay, right. in in the pyramid, but you don't make funds for homeless people like that. Just how can you dehumanize somebody so much? That's terrible. That's so we terrible. We created a dog park. We ready to create a dog park instead of a place where people can have a shelter. That's right. <laughs> they, they, they build so much stuff that. They don't make sense in Memphis. It, it's like y- you could do something. It's just that they they don't yeah, want okay. to do something. That's really what it comes no, down to. It's, it's not a priority, but like I said, hope is here to make sure that you know that you can consider it a priority. You know, we'd like to see in this coming election. We we, we want to work with some um, politicians and try to make sure they put homelessness on their platform and try to see homelessness come to the forefront and, and make it an issue. So we actually talked with uh, uh, someone who's running for county commissioner, Tammy Sawyer. Uh, have mm-hmm. you guys spoken with her or anything like that? Yeah, Tammy's great. Um, her organization just um, um, take them down nine hundred one. Just gifted um, hope uh, a grant, a five hundred dollars grant, and we really appreciate that. Wow, that's a tremendous start, and, and she's always been a very advocate and supporter of our issue. And um, I really appreciate Tammy Sawyer. Woo, Tammy. Good people. (laughs) She's good people. Um, So we talked about, okay, the high rate and the the shelters and the lack thereof. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what um, the common people like us, what can we do? Um, to help in any way, I don't even know how we could start. But but what are some of the steps that that we could do to help um, people that are struggling in this area? Okay, if you want to really help, um, volunteer at a soup kitchen, volunteer um, your time. Um, and understanding, you know, that giving money to panhandlers probably is not the best way to do things. But uh, if you would like to give that money to an organization that you know of in the city that's doing great work. And put that money towards uh, someone that's doing the work that's serving the homeless community. Um, do a drive one day, or a donation drive of clothing or food one day, and serve in the park. Things like that, little little minor things like that, tend to really um, uh, become very appreciative in the homeless community. Um, when Hope goes out and does these actions at City Hall, turn out and 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 come out and, and try to be supportive and, and try to talk to some of these city council members about mm-hmm. homelessness. Okay. Definitely, definitely that's some of the things that you can do. Um I'm gonna go a little bit more deeper into homelessness. Um do you see any disparities? We talk about LGBTQ people, of course, you know, sometimes they're going to get pushbacks in certain religious areas that don't necessarily quote unquote agree. 
Um, but do you see any disparities in in races in, in the way that um, different races races of homeless people are treated? Do you see maybe uh, black men maybe they get treated worse, or maybe white men? Like, do you see any disparity, or is it pretty much kind of the same? No, I mean sometimes there is some discrepancy between our, our Caucasian uh, proprietors versus our African American men because the African American men are seen as um, someone that they want to put in jail all the time. They want to um, marginalize mm-hmm. um, while they rather do more for the Caucasian uh, uh, proprietors than, than, than the African American. I've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and people have come to me and told me they've been discriminated against um, just because of who they are. And, and, and like I said, it's also like that in the LGBTQ community as well as in, in, in uh, transgender Right versus white transgender versus black transgender, and it, 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 it's really sad to see those discrepancies happen when you know we're trying to serve one community as a whole. And what about um, just women? I know because overall, we know just home being homeless in general is is a tough situation, and yes. the, you know the economic things and stuff like that. Um, what? What are the differences or some more of the obstacles you see homeless women face than homeless men? Uh, homeless women have to be more aware of their surroundings. They have to be able to take care of themselves generally mm-hmm. uh, because there are predators out there that were looking and waiting on women to be vulnerable and by themselves. Um, also, women have issues with um, our hygiene. Um, we have our monthly time of the month, and right. you'll hear there's always kind of all kinds of documenting um, uh, episodes where people are talking about periods and how how unsafe and unsanitary it is to be on your period in on the streets because you don't have anything to use, you don't have the necessary products, and there's no way for you to get them for free mm-hmm. unless there's someone like that is donating. Uh, we particularly have. Um, People like Sister Supply, uh, mm-hmm. and we give out hygiene kits as well. Uh, they do that, so that's the difference. Yes, Those people make a difference, and and that kind of uh, thing. But that's that's the difficulty of being a female and, and living on the street. What would you say to people? Because okay, back to panhandling again. Um, we see people, you know, they're they're on the corner, you know, asking for money and stuff like that. Um. So you you said it might not be the best interest to give money to those people. What would be the next best thing? So would it be um, helping them to find a job? Would it be trying to help them to find somewhere to stay? Like what what would be the next best thing? Yeah, if you know of any places that um, would give a person a job um, for a certain amount of money or maybe a certain amount of days, maybe they can do like yard work or anything like that. Try to suggest a long-term situation so that they can be able to get the money themselves. But if you have to give them the money and they ask you, a person that really needs shelter will tell you that they need the money for the mission and the mission costs like $6 and they'll be very accurate mm-hmm. and very detailed. I, don't, I wouldn't mind anybody giving them money for that. It's just that we're trying to combat, you know, what the mayor is saying. You know, he has a point. He's saying, you know, there are people out there with signs, you know, that really don't need the money to just get money for other things like for alcohol and different things. Mm-hmm. But um, if a person comes to you and talks about the mission, they really do need the money to get in because it is not free. 
You said six dollars. Six dollars for admission. Is it a day? For a day. Six dollars <gasps> a day. Six dollars. If you're homeless, you only get four free nights. So think about it. You only spend four free nights in out of the month in a place. Oh my goodness. Let's pay. So. So let's talk a little bit about the criminalization of poor people, of homeless people, period, Uh, Mm -hmm. where all the time these are certain things that happen exactly as as the person had told you. They feel as if, or police feel as if, homeless men, especially people of color, are basically deserve to be in jail. Do you feel as if there's a way that we can combat that or go against that? To try and help homeless people out? Yeah, we used to do um, what Know Your Rights workshops um, with the Peace and Justice Center, and I think we still do them with the youth. Um, things like that and having um, some, some sensitivity trainings with the cops, with the police, okay. would be a great thing to um, you know bring the homeless community in and let them talk and let them say, well, I was just in trouble for just sleeping on a bench. I just needed somewhere to rest. A lot of times across the country now, um, they're criminalizing you just sitting on a bench, sitting on a park bench. That reminds me, I was seeing some stuff on uh, the internet where in some cities they were like putting like railings on the, on the benches in parks so that you couldn't lay on it. And like in little alleyways or places where people would normally sleep, they like put spikes and stuff on it. To make sure like people couldn't stay there. And it's like you're doing all of this. Putting all this money into it. But you're still not doing anything. To help these people. And I think maybe it's still just that. Like like we said. you have that People have that negative view. They figure well if somebody's homeless. It's their fault. All they have to do is get a job. And it, it's, it's definitely not that easy. So that's why it's really. I'm grateful for the work you guys are doing. To try to help yeah. get these stories out here. In the forefront because so many of us are naive and ignorant to anything about what's going on with uh homeless people that with the education and with just being exposed to these stories it might help a, a whole lot in the way the, the the public sees it and views it and eventually the way the government approaches it so you're yes. doing some good stuff like what again can us as citizens do to help and um can you please tell us again about the organization and where people can find you guys okay um we are hoping we are um facebook pages just homeless organizing for power and equality you can follow us on facebook um like i said we're under the mid-south peace and justice center we have uh, our hope meetings every uh, Wednesday from 2.30 to 4.30 uh, um, at River um, Center for Independent Living that's 1633 Madison. Okay. Uh, we are getting ready to have a fundraiser um, on the 24th at Evergreen Presbyterian Church. It's from 6 to 9. It's an art show. Okay. We're going to showcase okay. local talent as well as uh, homeless artists. Believe it or not, there are some homeless artists out there that are very, very great. They're very, very good. Um, and uh, we're going to showcase their work and we're going to sell their artwork the uh, if anyone would like to participate in that, just give um, me an email. It's Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-A, at midsouthpeace.org. Just send me an email if you'd like to volunteer or you'd like to participate or you'd like to submit some artwork. What, da- what date is that again? It's on March 24th 
at, uh, from 6 to 9 okay. at Evergreen Presbyterian Church, 1567 Overton Park Avenue. All right. Sounds good. If we can make it, we'll definitely be there. For yeah, sure. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we put on art shows, um, we put on fundraisers, and all the proceeds um, go to Hope and in and, and helps of helping people with housing, with, uh, shelter vouchers, with uh, bus passes, um, uh, you know, because sometimes there are members that might want to have a job that might come up, but they don't have transportation to get right, to that right. job. Um, we are uh, trying to... Um, meals to the homeless so we uh, have to have funds for that as well and uh, we have a working we have a van that we're working on we can transfer people to uh, different doctor's appointments and things like that so we're, we're just working one step at a time wonderful y'all doing some wonderful work and like i said we'll be there and we'll support in any way we can you guys please check out their social media pages check out hope and support them and everything that they do because this is a really really big issue that's facing a lot of people in memphis or just over over the world over america there's so many homeless people and we're doing so very little for them so this is very important so check it out um thank you so much tamra for coming on and for talking to us for a little bit you're welcome we appreciate you and we'll help any way that we can thank you guys so much for listening to our episode we hope you enjoyed it um what do y'all guys think about this new format we got let us know hit us up on our social media tell us what you think and our email at um talk it out podcast at yahoo.com remember to hit us up on those social medias facebook and instagram at talk it out podcast twitter at talk it out underscore pod make sure you share us with your friends and um merch again with the merch we're on teespring the link to that is in our Instagram bio link for that. And then you can also buy merch on our website, tiopodcast.com slash shop. Support your girls. Want to donate? PayPal.me slash talk it out. Thank you, guys. We love you.